Welcome back to Break It Down. My name is Asari Ndem, and I'm here with my co-host. My name is Shivike Alabaso, and I'm glad to be back. Yeah. And with us in the studio today is a very lovely lady. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh, I'm so lovely. <laughs> All right, my name is Kamisela Abgawi. I am Director of Programs at Nigeria Health Watch. Well, this is episode one of season one of the Break It Down podcast. If Yay. you've listened to us before, you were listening to pilot episodes. Yeah. Death, Welcome to like, season one. Like this <laughs> transmission, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and in this episode, we're talking about health insurance. Very and we have important. like our, our in-house health insurance um, guru mm. here with us. Mm-hmm. So Kami, please, can you run us through very quickly what health insurance yes. is? If a roadside mechanic asks you, Madam, what is health insurance? All this thing we hear every day. What is even health insurance? Mm. If you go to fix your car, your mechanic is keen to know. Not to say that all mechanics are <laughs> done about just you know, average Nigeria. Yeah, I mean, well, since you use the example of, of a mechanic, then I would say health insurance is... Um, and I'll use an example I think I've had you use before, Chibike. It's you you know how um subsidy has been removed now and there isn't money. So if you had the opportunity before now to put money together and pay it to say total. A lot of people already do this. They have their cards. Mm. Um and you pay a certain amount, like a blanket figure upfront and you give it to total or something. So anytime you need fuel you just drive into Total and you fill your tank and you keep going. And it doesn't matter how much you end up spending. It doesn't matter how many times you come in to get fuel. You can go in there. Really? And the idea is that um, when so many people do this, you've pulled funds together and you're sharing risk. So a lot of people really just take a premium. We call it premium. A certain amount ranges depending on whether it's the National Health Insurance Scheme or Private Health Insurance and you just pay it to a um, health ma- health maintenance organization or to NHIS itself, depending on which one you choose. And a lot of you are paying it and not everyone will use it. So that way your risk is shared and you've pulled funds and you can access premium quality healthcare whenever you need it without having to pay. Yeah, I like that you mentioned cost already, which is... And what I want to ask about next, but just to be sure or summarize what you said earlier, essentially it's that money that you put somewhere and you keep contributing it because one day you you might need that service and you don't have money. So not having money won't stop you from assessing the service. You just go and assess the service. Yeah. Essentially. Mm -hmm. Essentially. Yeah. That's Mm. incredible. Mm -hmm. I like that. It's really cool. So, but, Okay, we'll get there, I guess, when we start asking some other questions. But so, in terms of cost now, what is that amount now? You know, can we put a, an amount to it? So, someone say, oh, I want to buy health insurance for my family. Um, I have two kids and I have a wife, mm-hmm. and um, she's pregnant, for example. And, or I, I think she's going to be pregnant. So, we're walking towards having a baby, you know, another baby next year. But mm-hmm. I need us to have health insurance. How much should they be thinking about? What's the cost implication? So it really, it really depends. Um, so for government-owned or government-driven schemes like the NHIS, which is now NHIA, 
or for state health insurance schemes, for example, what they do is cost how much a basic minimum package would mean for a person or for a man, his wife, and his four children. That's usually how it's couched. If you're single, it's just you. If you want to pay for a family member, you pay an so it's usually costed per head okay. or per family is what I'm trying to say. And it usually depends on how much the state or the scheme decides they, it will cost to provide a basic minimum package of services. So by basic, I mean, you know, you you have a fever, you go, you get tested, you get treated. For pregnant women, you can have your child at no cost and stuff. So they cost all of these services, right? And they put a premium to it and they say, if you pay this amount, this is the range of services you would get. Uh-huh. So there's a basic minimum package. Mm-hmm. If you want an additional uh, array, uh, array of services, service. this is how much extra you'd have to pay. That's usually how it's done. So you can have a package as small as 3000 to be honest, even with wow. private health insurance schemes. Yeah. There's um, a HMO that I think was advertising a package as little as 3000 mm-hmm. And you can, yes. and it lists what you would get you can get tested for something or get malaria. tested or get treated for malaria or something. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, I think there's a package with the NHIS back then, now NHIA, that's cost like 12000 for an entire year for a man, his wife, and his four children. Interesting. So 12000 per person or 12000 for the family? Mm. I will have to go and check. It's been a while. Okay. <laughs> but I think, I think it was actually 12000 per person. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was twelve thousand yeah. per person back then. I don't know what it is now. To no. be to be fair, I think that now that the NHIA is in yeah. and they are, you know, trying to finalize their operational guidelines for implementation, they might have reviewed some of these things. Yeah, it'll be interesting to have them. What do you think? Yeah, it'll be cool to have them in the studio to talk about how they intend to, to do this. To do this, yeah, absolutely. Make yeah. it work for Nigerians. How much they are going to charge? You know, to clarify some of the things you said. Mm-hmm. Can work towards that for the next episode, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think my main question is if it is optional, right? Because I know that before 2019, I did not know anything about health insurance. I wasn't. It was not a thing that I thought of at any point in time. It's not a thing that was um, that came up in conversation, even with like employers and things like that. So, mm. is health insurance optional it used to be but um in may 2022 the government signed a new law the national health insurance authority act and made health insurance mandatory for all nigerians so um by mandatory basically means um all nigerians uh, there's a list there's uh People uh, who are employers of labor mm-hmm. whether in private sector or in formal sector um People who employ people, uh, I think, more who employ more than five people five are mandated people. to give them health insurance and stuff. Wow. And everyone, essentially. So after so, that list that describes who health insurance is not mandatory for, mm-hmm. the act then just says everybody. Everybody else. So even like people who are technically unemployed, mm. it's mandatory for them? Yeah. Health insurance is so... Mm. So the thing with mandatory health insurance is that when you... It's a vehicle for... Mm-hmm. Universal health coverage. Uh-huh. If you want everyone to have access to quality health care when they need it without having to go into financial hardship, mm-hmm. then you have to make health insurance a mandatory thing. It can be, oh, if you want, you can subscribe. Yeah. Everyone should get health insurance. That's the new law. 
Yeah. How it happens. It's not optional. It's not optional. So how it happens is now mm. the thing to think through for the NHIA. Um, for formal sector, it's very straightforward. Just the doctor at source or yeah. get the employers. So I think for formal private sector, for example, it's mostly employers who pay. Um, some organizations do part payments. They do con- um, contributory What's that thing called? Counterpart payment. So the employer oh, okay. and the pay employee some pay some amounts. Some just it's just the employer. Um, for the governments, for formal sector guys, it's government pays actually. Okay. Um, for the informal sector, that's where there's a lot of thinking through to happen. Mm. How are you going to get the market woman, the Okada rider, yeah. the Kekena Pep driver, the bus driver? Yeah. To you know. Because I think so that's that's the thing that I would like to find out about how. Oh, yeah. How are they trying to do Yeah, that? maybe in that next episode you mentioned. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like you said, um, question that Asari asked around what if the person is not um, employed? Mm-hmm. How are they going to pay? I also know, um, I hope we also get clarity on, 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 on this, but I know there's also the, the thing about the vulnerable people. So, oh, yeah. so if you can't pay, mm-hmm. If you're classified vulnerable, then government can now yeah, take absolutely. care of so ah, that same act yes. actually introduces the vulnerable group fund, um, which will be funded by a number of things, mm-hmm. maybe statutory deductions or sorry, statutory allocations or um, contributions and grants and stuff. Um, and basically, it would co- it would cater for vulnerable people. And okay. the definition of vulnerable people usually, like for example, for the and for other kinds of arrangements that the government has to cater to these guys, usually you have pregnant women, children under five, the elderly, the disabled. Um, obviously, the NHIA has to define um, criteria for mm-hmm. vulnerable groups. I mean, there's a, a number of ways. There's a social um, registry that Nigeria has, which has uh, a, a database of people who are people who are classified as poor. Mm-hmm. and vulnerable across states. Um, the states actually contribute to the social registry. And those guys are the ones that are usually the benchmark that we use when we're trying to say, oh, we need to give uh, palliatives, for example, because yeah. these are hard. Yeah. <laughs> so those kinds of instruments can be explored for defining who the vulnerable group fund would cater to. Anyway, <laughs> so there's also other arrangements like that um, for vulnerable people that, are, that allows them to access quality health care or at least the basic minimum package of healthcare services, mm-hmm. and the government pays for them. So yes. there's that arrangement as okay. well. Awesome. Cool. Um, I like that you mentioned, so in the spirit of what we do here at the Break It Down podcast, which is essentially you know, simplifying everything, you said something earlier um, around basic minimum package of care. <clears throat> so I wanted to ask for you to break it down, but realize I wanted to also ask a question around benefits. So say someone pays, um, oh, I'm paying premium, you know, for my health insurance to cover me for one year. And I pay that premium to government or to, you know, the private guys. What am I getting? Mm-hmm. Um, also in the spirit of or context of that um, um um, basic minimum package of care. So what do you get? I know you mentioned a bit of it earlier, but mm-hmm. also maybe just try to explain it further. Yeah, so it's, well, we already established that it depends on what your premium okay. is, right? Um, and But the basic minimum package usually consists of basic stuff like consultations. You can walk into the clinic and see a doctor without pain. Mm-hmm. Um, basic laboratory tests, yeah. like the simple ones, like a full blood count, like a malaria parasite test, for example. Um Urinalysis, urinalysis, uh, those basic tests, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
Then it's also, I think, also x-rays as well, some radiological tests as well. Yeah. You need to get your chest checked, you know, if you have a cough and stuff like that. Those we typically cover. For pregnant women, it covers delivery. Some packages, for example, the FCT health insurance um, package, the basic minimum package for the FCT health insurance um, scheme. Yeah covers caesarean sections as well. So beyond having a, and I think their premium is 12,000 or 12,500 as of the last time we asked, which was maybe last year. Yeah. Um, and they cover caesarean sections and you don't pay a dime mm-hmm. well. as well as a spontaneous vaginal delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also some other kinds of care. Uh, I think that each state, for example, defines what their basic minimum package is. Yes, okay. Um, the NHIS also defines what package. So depending on which package you subscribe to or which package, which premium you pay, it defines clearly what services you would get. I think the onus really is on, yes, the providers themselves, the providers of health insurance, I mean, to actually adequately educate people, people saying yeah. when you pay this premium, this is what this you're is entitled what you to. So you don't get bamboozled when you get into hospitals. But the onus is also on the public to know what they're paying for yep. so mm-hmm. that you can demand for it. So when yep. you go into a private hospital, for example, and they say this isn't covered or when they you know, give you certain kinds of drugs and these are some yeah. of the concerns people have. Oh no, I'll get substandard treatments. I'll get substandard medication if I subscribe to health insurance. But if you go armed with the right kind of information and you have access, to, you, you can literally call your provider, your health insurance provider and say, this is what's happening. And they would put that hospital on high jump. Yeah. Just need to be aware. Awesome. I like that because I keep going to the hospital and I keep receiving medications that I've never heard of before. <laughs> and it really stresses me because <laughs> I like I like ingesting things that I know. But yeah. yeah. So you ask. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you I have to ask. call I have to call my HM and just ask like and mm-hmm. can I get this particular brand that oh, I yeah. am used to? And do you usually get it? At the risk of indicting my current HMO. No, I do not. Mm. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, that, that is something I think that has been a source of concern for, I think, quite a few people. Um, people get a sense that, uh, that there might be some inequities, right, in the kind of care that they receive mm-hmm. when yes. they are on health insurance. Um, and to be fair, it really is a function of what package you pay for or premium you pay. It really is. But that said, um, there is a, the, the, the quality aspect of health insurance. Health insurance includes a number of things. It's equity, it's coverage, it's um, quality. You can't mm-hmm. take quality out, out of, of it. So yeah. yes. quality is central to it. So if you are getting substandard medication or you feel like the treatment you're getting isn't working because you're on health insurance, you need to yeah, you need to take that up and raise an alarm because quality is a central part of universal mm-hmm. health coverage and you can't take that out. That's great. Thank you. Okay. In the spirit of keeping to time, my mm. final question is what are some of the reasons why people do not get it, do not get health insurance? So you've mentioned a couple mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Are there any others? Um, Especially wrong reasons. Those yeah, myths. those myths. Uh, yeah, I think there's just a lot of misconception um, in this part of the world about mm-hmm. health insurance. People really don't understand what it is. And you'll find that states even decide to rename their own schemes when they start. So there's MyCare, for example, in Niger, and it's the Niger Contributory 
something, something, something. Because once people hear insurance, they're like, God forbid, yeah. God forbid. If I pay for health insurance, it means I'm saying I'm going to be sick. sick and, yeah. you know, the blood of Jesus suffices <laughs> and stuff like that. So there's that whole um, misconception about it. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's very little awareness. I think that the um, NHIA is very aware that the Nigerian public needs a lot of educating about health insurance. Mm-hmm. I think that came out very strongly in the last policy dialogue we held yeah. Nigeria Health Watch. We had a panel where we had, you know, um, we had a representative from the Cab Drivers Association. We had a market woman representative mm-hmm. as well. We had people from core private sector. We had someone representing the disabled. And one thing that came out strongly from that panel is we don't know what you're talking about. We don't know what mm-hmm. health insurance mm-hmm. is. We are not carried along. People, and these are the people that the the new law has to yeah. target. These are these are the people in the informal sector. So yeah, a lot of misconceptions. People really don't understand what it is, how it works. And that I think is one thing that really needs to be needs to be tackled as yeah. you know mandatory health insurance starts getting implemented. Yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting that you've mentioned this because I was thinking to myself the other day that I probably wouldn't know about health insurance if it was not almost forced on me hmm. at my um you know by my employer. So how do we get people who don't have like, they're not in the formal sector. How do we get them to understand and then appreciate the necessity of health insurance? Yeah. Awareness. To, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Awareness. It's a big task for the NHIA. It is. I think they're up to it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad a lot of, so um, we are also supporting that because yep. as much as possible, we've tried to break it down in this episode mm-hmm. and... Yeah, we keep breaking it down and hoping that people understand what it means and go for it. Yeah. Yep. Thanks so much for sharing your insights on this episode. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Kemi. (laughs) And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the first episode. We will see you on episode two. Yeah, and don't forget to comment and share your feedback with us. Have you used health insurance before? Do you know someone that has used health insurance? What is your experience been like? Uh, What's your own experience? Please, we want to know so we can feed these things back into um, future conversations. And you can do this feedback. You can share this feedback via our social media platforms. LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter that used to be, okay, X that used (laughs) to be Twitter. (laughs) Excuse yeah, the last, you. It the last time we recorded X, it was Twitter. formally Twitter. Okay. Yeah. X, formerly Twitter, Nigeria yeah. Health Watch. Please do share your feedback with us. And um, remember, this is a community. The Break It, break it down, down Community. community.